got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins. I talk like a champion, like a champion. I'm so cold blooded. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. I fear nobody. I walk like a champion. What's up, everybody? This is episode 99 of the Saratobi Sports podcast coming to you via the zooms on this gloomy wednesday afternoon yep yep. Yep. entering the show today your lovable co-host the man the myth the legend just in transition just stuck in traffic just on his damn phone just in thought mouth mouth tommy all right you're we're gonna excuse that (laughs) ew and as you've heard so rudely as he usually does interrupts my opening of monologues. Jonatello. Hi, John. Hello, Justin. I was gonna go with Johnny Test, but I was like, nah. Too nah. too on the nose. Yeah, it's too it's too on the nose. So I went with Jonatello. I'm cool with that. Good, good, good. Jonatello <sighs> Versace, his bastard son. Basically, I don't know anything about what you just said, but yeah, sure, let's go with that. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you guys did not notice, um, it is just us two today because our third co-host is out being a whore. Basically, so, as he always is. This is like a once. A, it feels like this feels like at this point, like a once every like four weeks type of thing. So yeah, nicknames, <laughs> right? This man swear he's Kyrie. This is crazy. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. He must be stopped. He must be stopped. But you know who cannot be stopped? John. Jonatello. Dijon Mustard. And that person is a one. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Boy, yeah, oh boy, could did, he not be stopped. Did what he needed to do. He did? Um, that's like, if they lost that game, and for a moment, it looked pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would not have been Giannis's fault because he nope. really did everything in his power to win Game Six. Um, Chris Paul did not play like this is going to be his last chance to win the finals. Uh, no, at least not the whole game because there were spurts where just the I was like, quarter. okay, he had I was like, went to the second quarter, and I think that was it. Yeah, that was what I was saying. Like, there were sports where I'm like, okay, this is like Chris Paul is got even in the fourth quarter when he was starting to hit some of those like tough mid ranges over Giannis. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is when Chris Paul is going to take over, like how he did in the uh, the Clippers series in that fourth quarter. But he just didn't. Mm-hmm. He just was not playing very aggressive. The Suns' like offense kind of fell apart. Like, it was like when shit got tough, they just went right back to ISO ball. Um, Devin Drew Holiday as poorly as he shot last night, did everything else that he needed to do. Drew Holiday gave Devin Booker fits. And I love it. Like, first of all, Devin Booker, I guess this man really doesn't think he commits any fouls ever. Or can no, John, John, to, in his defense, in his defense, no NBA player ever thinks that they commit fouls. Just look at P.J. Tucker. And well, my thing with Devin Booker, right? Mm-hmm. is the refs were not calling them on him as well. So I feel like that goes into it because he spent two games 
egregiously fouling people and not getting <laughs> the Drew Holiday one will forever be yeah. <laughs> legendary. Like the end of yesterday in the fourth, this man literally wrapped every time he goes to like swipe, he wraps mm. the person with his other hand. Like he does yeah. no recollection of him doing this. And he will just either argue that or argue that, oh, you're gonna call this foul, but you didn't call the foul that was on me that wasn't really a foul before that where I flopped. Like Yeah, like the only time I ever like we'll say like Devin Booker had a case this series was when he wasn't getting the same uh like the bump calls mm-hmm. that Giannis would. Like Giannis was was like as great as he played, he was getting uh, quite a few ticky tack fouls where it's like all right, he's too big and strong for you to be just giving him that foul. Whereas is it is it that like the LeBron thing where it's like he gets fouled more than you think? He's just so big and strong that it just doesn't seem like it's much contact. No, because it's like there's one thing to like when you see somebody clearly getting hacked and stuff, but if he, he's going down the lane, guys with their hands, you know, their hands up, that little bump, and like he kind of like just you know, it's not to say he's flailing, but yeah. you know, he pushed him off off course a little bit mm. you see guys not get that call every single like all the time like it happened to Devin Booker quite a few times this series yeah. um with Giannis guarding him so it was kind of like there wasn't a lot of consistency wasn't the big thing but I'm not going to say like it was egregious like because the Suns got some calls that oh, they probably sure. shouldn't have as well like I mean the the one on Bobby Portis in the uh mm-hmm. was the third or fourth quarter the, yeah, the third the quarter after. where he yeah. got the technical because he ran out the court that was that was great defense that was phenomenal defense yeah. But, you know, the Suns got the foul call. And it was, so sometimes they work itself out, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy eye killer. <laughs> it is a scary. Um, well, I wonder what Nikola Mirotic is thinking right now. <laughs> out the league, Nikola Mirotic? <laughs> um, freshly shaven Nikola Mirotic. Bro, he looks. It was scary when he was in the Pelicans that one year. Completely different people. <laughs> um, But. I mean, I think Devin Booker played great throughout the playoffs. I think he did well in the beginning of the series or even just series in general. But, like, the other night when they made it close, the Suns almost pulled it out. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to get fouled out with about three minutes left. Oh, yeah. So he shouldn't have been in that game anyway. Should not make have. it close. And on top of that, he was the one who got the ball stripped at the end because Drew Holiday came in. And someone said they were like, Drew Holiday, like, has some of the strongest hands in the NBA. And I'm sure. He's been like, like a football player. So bro, he's very, it gives me very, like, um, Kawhi, where it's like, oh yeah, you know he's strong, but he's stronger than his frame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's like, and you can tell because if motherfuckers like did not have a tight handle, Drew was snatching that shit from people. And you love to see it. Like even he went, I think he finished four of nineteen. Yep. Even if you just said based on how he played in this finals, I would absolutely want Drew out on my team. Still do, always have. Like, I mean, he almost had a triple double. He was one, one rebound shy of a triple-double. Bro, he did everything else. He Talk about, like, playing to win. And the thing that I liked is that even though he wasn't shooting great, he stayed aggressive in every other facet as well. You know what I yes. mean? Um, it's hard not to like Drew Holiday, man, because he was like, shit, my shot's not working. I'm still going to find open things. Um, your boy, Chris Middleton, mouth-mouth. Um, <laughs> it's Katie Light. Katie Light. gas at the end. But I don't blame oh, yeah. him because he was carrying the Bucks for a long time. And we gave Giannis, that's the thing, we, we gave Giannis the slander that we have throughout this playoffs or about him not having an offensive bag and stuff like that. And all of that still stands. But at the end of the day, these past three games, he did exactly what he needed to do. 
he came out and just like there's no way around it. He played to the level that you would expect and was completely unstoppable. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. Like it's funny because like just going back to Middleton, mm-hmm. it, he started off the game. I was I came into the game thinking like, all right, I want this going to be like one of your typical Middleton letdown games. Mm-hmm. And for the first quarter, it was like, all right, it wasn't because I think he had like ten points, something like that. He had like three field goals. But he went ghost for the yeah. rest of the game up until the fourth quarter. And I was like, until yo, where's Not is even Chris? the whole fourth quarter, up until that last shot. Yeah. I was like, where is Chris Middleton at? Right. But then he came through. They put, they were, and this is what the Bucks do well. And this is what I said. I've said this, right. And it's not a knock on Giannis. But I remember tweeting, I was like, yo, Chris Middleton can basically take over a game or can handle situations in the game that Giannis simply cannot, which mm-hmm. we saw. And I think it was the the shot that put him up six, right? When uh when the Suns cut it to four. Yep. The Boom. one after he bricked the shot. It was after yes. he bricked the shot before that. Yeah. Boom. Middleton on a handoff from Giannis, rise up over Booker, knockdown. You can't as great as Giannis is, and this is not like like I said, it's not a knock on Giannis. As great as Giannis is, you cannot ask Giannis to do that because that's just not in his game. You can't ask Giannis, yo, Giannis, I need a three-pointer. We're gonna drop a play for you, because that's just not him, right? But Chris Middleton can give you that, I guess, three levels of scoring that you need, which is why it's it's asinine for somebody to say that Middleton is the Batman and, and Giannis is Robin when clearly it's Giannis is the Batman. But you they need each other. You know what I'm saying? Like Giannis doesn't win or get to this point without Chris Middleton being Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton obviously can't lead a team the way Giannis can. So it's all symbiotic. It works itself out. But like you said, with the bag thing with, with Giannis, look, I, I remember I remember having these conversations with people too. I think two things can be true at the same time. Exactly. Giannis doesn't they're have, yeah, they're not. Giannis, Giannis doesn't have this like quote unquote bag, right? Which look, look at the, he's a physically, he's arguably the f- most physically dominating player in the league, right? But Dwight Howard didn't have a, he was still great, right? Shaq didn't have a, once he moved from um, Orlando, and he was like big well, Shaq, Shaq Diesel. Shaq had a post game. No, he had a post game, but it wasn't the, the thing about Giannis. And I, I feel like it wasn't the bag though. It's like not the just that. Person. It's not just the bag. It's more so how much can you do in a half court? Mm. That's what I think it comes down to. But it's kind of funny, like how like you see what are the what's the difference between um, a Ben Simmons and a Giannis? Giannis exactly right like who both have like the one big knock on them is the same thing right they can't really shoot whereas but Giannis will actually try and that's what makes Giannis a winner is because Giannis will try he doesn't care if he airballs three free throws in a row I'm still gonna go to the line I'm gonna get fouled because I want to do this like even though we keep telling he got a little nervous the last game though and was passing out at the end of the game instead of going for the foul line but this game (laughs) well I think he only missed one free throw uh Hold on, I got the stat right here. Giannis missed. He went 17 and 19. Bro, can't ask for more. Can't. That's that's great. Yeah. That's he fantastic. hit a fucking um he hit a nice little fadeaway mid-range. I, I saw third, bro, I right in the right in the paint. I was like, oh my goodness. Okay, Giannis. I see bro, you, kid. It's, it's he is not he's not pussy. Um that's his greatest. I think that's honestly his greatest. He's not afraid to fail. Yeah, I think that's his greatest attribute. Mm-hmm. Like physicality aside, speed aside, length, his greatest attribute is that he isn't afraid. And if he, he's not afraid of failing and doesn't care what anybody thinks. 
So yeah, we gotta gotta give him credit for that. And he's gonna take like that's the thing. I really feel like um this Giannis was completely different from the Giannis we saw in the Net series because exhausted Giannis in the Net series wanted the game to be over and wanted to go home. He yep. didn't want that, and it was Chris Middleton really carrying, um, and like <laughs> carrying. Uh, but this series, it was like Giannis really took everything on himself and was like, no, like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. And I, you know, it goes into how much maybe just how much preparation came into this after being out against the Hawks. You know, like having that time off, having to focus so much on his body and whatever he needed to reset to come out the way he did. You know. I mean, it, it didn't look great in the beginning, but shit. Oh, no. For the first two games, you're like, yeah. all right, well. And then he flipped the switch. And even then, we can't even really say, like, the first two, because what? He had his 40-point game in game two, right? That that huge 40-point game? Yeah, I think so. Where they ended up losing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely was a different Giannis from, you know, that Nets series. I will say, though, that the – I'm surprised the Suns struggled as much with Giannis and the Bucks size because I think I thought the Suns had better size than the Nets. Obviously, you have eight. And I think Sarge, like the the well, Sarge going down hurt 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 a lot. I mean, yeah. say what you want, he's still a big body that you can just throw out there and gives Giannis a different look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought their phys- I thought their physicality wasn't up to par the way that the Nets was in that series because you had a Blake, even though Blake Griffin is what maybe three inches shorter than Giannis, he's still going to body up and be physical. Kevin Durant mm-hmm. had looks on Giannis too. Um, it was the physicality. I don't, I don't think anybody in the Sun series played as good as defense as Blake Griffin did for maybe five of those seven games in that, you know, Bucks Nets series. And I think that's the one who ended up on Giannis when he was in the paint most of the time, but he was just like, Giannis was just bullying him like straight up barbecue chicken. Like you're too small. I I was so surprised at how he was just abusing Aiden, especially in the, especially in game six. I mean, he had Aiden, he had Aiden biting on a shot fake. Like biting on a Giannis shot fake should be punishable by you know electric chair. Yeah, like send to, send him to the gulag, no respawn. Like, th- how do you bite on a Giannis pump fake like that? I, I just I don't I don't I don't I don't want to say that the, the the lights were too bright for Aiden because I mean they look. I think Giannis might have destroyed his confidence these past couple games because he was <laughs> bro Frank Kaminsky gave better minutes than he did. That, that was and I remember I was arguing with my, my one of my boys in the group chat. He was like, "Yo, put in Frank Kaminsky." I was like. Like I get it, but at the same time, I would so much rather have any anybody would rather have Aiden than Kaminsky on the floor I at all you, times. In an elimination yeah. team, who got the hot hand, dog? It, Frank hey, look, Kaminsky was giving some minutes. Hey, hey, let me, hey, let me tell you, I know all about that. Just thinking about, uh, you know, Joe Harris probably should have sat a little bit in that series, but that's 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 hey, that, man, that's a touch. Kaminsky, he, he that's a touchy subject. Game, right? What didn't he play in that championship game? Uh, which one? Yeah, uh, Wisconsin versus um, what do you call it? Wisconsin yeah, versus wasn't Arizona first round knockout. Nah, he, uh, he was in college. Well, he left college well before Aiden. No, but I'm Aiden's saying wasn't over. Aiden like mm-hmm. wasn't Arizona get knocked out in the first round? To be honest, I couldn't. I couldn't tell I you that, no, that was the Sean. That was the Sean Miller. Because they were supposed to be good. Motherfucker, Aiden ain't got no experience, and he got bullied, man. He got bullied, and it showed. And my son Frank came in ready and was like, you know, like said, him and Bobby Portis, man, great minutes off the bench. Oh, man. Bob, yeah, Bobby Portis being – I don't think anybody could have predicted Bobby Portis being the X factor that that he was. Oh, no way. I guess, it's just it's, – it's, it's crazy. And I would say that uh, – what do you call Pat Connaughton was also – he didn't have a great game. 
this game, but I thought I he had offensively a- didn't have a good game. But he right. did like he did all the stuff, the offensive rebounds, the taking the charges, like just the effort stuff, you know. And that's the thing, like that kills me, is because Pat Connaughton was playing at the level that not playing at the level, but you know, basically he was playing at the level that I wanted maybe like Joe yeah. Harris to play at. Yeah. But and that, that's the difference between winning because Pat Connaughton, yeah, took he's, his, he took his powers he, and gave it to Pat Connaughton. That's probably. serious. Because Pat Conton's not a lethal three-point shooter, but he's respectable. But it's what he does off of that. Like, he he cannot score, but he'll get you, you know, two or three offense rebounds that are huge, right? He had that. He had one of those in the fourth quarter in game six. You know, he's athletic, so he can get to the rim. You can throw him a lob. He's out on the break. You know, he, he's not – he's never going to get to an all-star game. I don't think he ever will. But he's a player that you want on your team because he's a winning – that he he attributes to winning more than he attributes to losing exactly whatever you need to do he's gonna do yeah um i mean yeah it's it's funny because i was looking at uh budenholzer and stuff and i was like talking shit and my dad tried to argue with me and i'm just like no like don't give budenholzer too much credit if at no, all. i mean he does <laughs> he deserves his like, credit he definitely does because they definitely did make adjustments in this series but let's be honest, Mike Boonehoser is a Kevin Durant shoot half shoe size away from being unemployed right now. Bro. Like, I think we can all agree. I, we can all agree that yeah, Mike Boonehoser is a, a he's won a championship, but he also is a That's half shoe I'm size saying. away like, from being I unemployed. I don't want to really give him credit because if it took Giannis scoring thirty plus for them to win a game, how much credit is it to Mike Boonehoser? Well, most superstars score thirty plus in the playoffs. But how many, like, my thing is, if if it takes them to go that much above what they normally do, and as every player should raise their level going to the playoffs, um, another reason why James Harden's never have a playoff moment, his regular season and postseason totals are about the same, um, or lower in the postseason. Anyway, yeah. um, I just feel like it just wasn't, like, it wasn't enough. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can pull up these numbers. Like he, to me, I don't think his adjustments were the reason why they went. I just think his his team just played, started playing better. Honestly, I think I think he made enough. They weren't like drastic. Like oh my gosh, like this is the the true reason why. I mean, Giannis going supernova for the last like four games definitely helps. But I think he did enough. They did not. I don't think he's the reason why they. He's not the reason why they won. But he didn't do Mike Boonehoser things to mess it up like he's done in the past, which is why I'm always confused when people say that Giannis is a was a playoff choker before this. Because I'm like, no, Giannis was putting up numbers. No, he, he needed to do. It was Middleton was inconsistent and Bud was out here bullshitting. So this but is what now, I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Suns go down being in the series. Giannis mm-hmm. scores 40, game two, right? 42. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Game two, they lose. Game three. Uh, I think it was Giannis that the game? 41. That was the game they blew him out, right? Yeah, Giannis scored yeah. 41. Yeah. Game four, they went again. I think Chris Middleton had 40. Mm-hmm. And then game five. Game five was the Drew Holiday explosion as well. Yeah, Drew, game five, Giannis had 32. Middleton had 29. Drew had 27. That's your big three right there. Yeah. And then game six is Giannis having 50. So my thing is how much of that is, I don't want, I feel like to me, that's not as much Budenholzer is that if anything, that's the Suns not adjusting. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, like, what did because I don't think do? I don't, I don't, but I don't think that they better. Well, that's yeah. I don't think the Suns. I don't think the Bucks did anything differently offensively. My thing that is that much. I think yeah. it was just a, a case of guys were just hitting their shots. Like, like, like Drew. Like, right. Like we saw like game six, four of nineteen. It's not like Drew was getting any different shots than what he's been doing the rest of the series. He nah, just he happened to be bad shots in the first half. He takes bad shots every game. But he's had he had some wide open looks, some miss, you know, some miss chippies that has plagued him this playoffs run, um, at least through the through the second round on. But I think it's more of a case of just they were just hitting shots and the Suns weren't. You weren't getting uh, uh the uh, what do you call it? the Booker foul trouble in one of those games definitely hurt. Chris Paul, as good as he was in the first two games, wasn't giving you anything. So like, and it's hard to really rely. Play. Like, where else does the scoring come from on? phoenix if your point guard isn't going to really be doing anything you know well, really i mean the whole thing Booker. about chris ball is he gets everyone involved right chris he's, ball in elimination well, supposed game to only had five assists this is true i did, he I had did a, notice like that. if you look at his other numbers i'm looking at it right now he had yeah. 26 points but he only took two three-pointers was one of two and only had five assists five assists five fouls yeah, I think like two of those fouls came late in the game, though. Yeah, so. but like still for Chris Paul, who the whole thing is, he's gonna get your offense throws, going man. when the ball is not in Devin Booker's hands to yeah. only have five assists. Well, he averages like eight on his career, does he not? Uh something like that. He's close to double. In the regular season, I think he was averaging like ten. Yeah. Like, coming in, you know what I mean? That's why I feel like it, even though if you look at his numbers and you take this box part, you're like, all right, he had a pretty solid game, but not for Chris Paul and not for the NBA Finals and not for what the team needed. But then in the end, it's also like, all right, like assists are also kind of tricky too because like you can put guys in positions to win but or score and they just don't compete. Like, like Devin Booker. Devin Booker I'm a Mavs fan. I, I know a lot. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like like book, like D-Book went 0 of 7 from 3. The team as a whole went 6 yeah. of 25. So you know, maybe they're they're they're. Not, I know Devin had some some good looks too that he missed. I know. Jay, I mean, Jay Crowder had ample opportunities yeah, wide Jay open. Crowder two for nine. Yeah. So granted, the two he hit were big, but still two <laughs> for nine. But you know, so I'm not gonna put to, like I'm not gonna make a huge deal about the assist totals. Are they low? Yeah, but also, you know, guys are just aren't guys aren't coming through. Oh, I mean. Sure. Like Miles like, Bridges usually is good for one or two of those threes in the corner game. But he only took one. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He only took one, only seven shots. DeAndre Ayton was, I mean, just about a no-show this game. That, yeah. You know, and usually yeah, they get that, usually thing. they get that pick and roll going, that pick and roll, that high pick and roll action going. That, mm-hmm. that was nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And to me, that's credit on like the Bucks playing better defensively. You know what I mean? I think the most impact Mike Budenholzer did was playing Bobby Portis, but I feel like and also playing less, um, I would say playing less uh, Brooke Lopez minutes. That's legend Brooke Lopez. Yeah, but next, those are, those year, are next, I feel like yeah. we're one in the same. And my thing is, that's an adjustment you have to make. I don't want to give you credit for doing things you're supposed to do. Because well, if you don't do stuff games, you're supposed to do, then. <laughs> after the first two games, if you leave Brooke Lopez in that much when he's getting fried on defense. But that's still an adjustment, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's still an adjustment. <laughs> yeah, but like the bars before, like, come on. Like you have to like something has to fail before you change it. Oh, I I absolutely agree, but like I still think that the reason they won was not that adjustment. I think it's because his stars started playing better. You know. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Like if there was a totem pole of like, all I'm saying is he should not get an extension. 
John, 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 he's going to get the Rick Carlisle treatment. This is what's going to happen. No, no, no. I'm telling you. What, John, he just brought a championship to a team that has not won in 50 years. A championship to a city that has not seen a champion in 50 years, right? He's he's secure. He un, Or as long as Giannis is there. He is good as long as Giannis is there. I think he's Giannis gonna go, not going to tell- playoff exits for the next three years. He's done. Maybe. Because you have Giannis signed, you have Middleton signed, and you have Drew signed. But as long as Giannis says, Mike's my guy, he's not getting moved. He said Jason Kidd was his guy, too. Nah, that was different. He found out about all those uh, allegations and shit. <laughs> it's almost like, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It's like the, uh, like, uh, if him, like, uh, I'll put him and Nick Nurse in the same kind of category. It's like, I will love to see what happens to them in two or three years. Because right now, obviously, the Raptors are going through a rebuild. But my but thing how is, much... Nick Nurse did well the first, like, without, you know what I mean? For a good stretch. Oh, yeah. I mean, him winning a championship in his first year is, 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 is phenomenal. But I'd love to see, like, what happens after that. After they get this rebuild, how much slack does – obviously, they're two different organizations. But how much slack does Nurse get, especially considering they don't have a superstar yeah. there? Like, Lowry's probably going to – even if Lowry doesn't go, he's at the, you know, last legs of his career. Um, there's nobody from, like, the old regime really there except for some young guys. And then Pascal Siakam, whose name has been in trade talks since, what, the last – like. like- Few months for so. Zingas for Pascal dog. Now nah, Pascal going to the Warriors. What are you talking about? That's 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 what the, that's what just telling me. That's what the streets are saying. Telling me Dame's going to the Warriors. <laughs> Everybody's going to the Warriors and the Lakers, John. I just saw something today about uh, the Lakers might try to trade for Russ. I was gonna say, did you see the uh, her dropped a uh, a little snippet of I guess maybe she's doing a concert, um, but she was at the Barclays Center like outside on the promenade, and you see like all the Nets players like in the background like on the screen. I'm like, all right, yeah, isn't she? The Nets, get, the Nets are getting her. Her is going to Brooklyn, and that's she's going to be on the team. Yeah, she's like KD then, because I'm pretty sure she's from Oakland. Look, how much help do the Nets need? I don't know. But if we have her there, it get, honestly, as long as her, the reason well. why we lost, John, you know, the reason why we lost is because they were playing, uh, it was that country dude playing. What was that? Uh, what was the song? During the playoffs, they did like the little snippet of like one of, like, I guess, the halftime performances. But it was oh, like that white guy doing um who looks the white guy who looks like he grew up around black people, but he sings country music. Yeah. And he, he was did doing some hip- for a football game, I think. For he like did like some, he did some, some hip hop uh song or some rap song. And I was like, Yeah, it's a dub. We're losing this. That's how I knew. Her is the next answer. Her is the next answer. All right. <laughs> so speaking of answers, now that everything is done, right? For these two teams in the finals, what do you do? I think the Bucks is pretty obvious, honestly. Oh, you run this back. Yeah, you try and bring back as much of the same team as you can because, it, I mean, for the most part, I don't think they have any really big free agents. Nope. I think Don, Dante DiVincendo is, like, their biggest free agent right now. And he was hurt most of their playoff runs. So. Yeah. Um, and then for the Suns, Chris Paul is a free agent. If you're Chris Paul, after the season you had and after the finish – to the season also them celebrating and they just show the camera to book and book just going damn that shit had me weak bro i can <laughs> only imagine i can only imagine what it feels like like i've lost like playoff games before for like basketball and lacrosse but like i can only imagine like being at that stage losing and like, and like i don't know what type like, of emotion being the guy for your team yeah like yeah. 
just those emotions have to be like just like feel like boulders see that's what i thought i thought it would have been more emotion and he just looked and literally just like damn <laughs> i was like okay. i think i think it's one of those like you know like you get like like something happens and like you kind of get like every like the adrenaline yeah the and, like shock, the adrenaline, like every like you can't really react i feel like like once he went back to the locker room or like went back to his hotel yeah. room probably like the weight of the moment probably you know flushes over so you show a little bit more emotion but Hey man, same with Giannis. I mean, Giannis literally just like straight went and just sat down and just took it all in. Yeah. Like just mad stoic. Like bro, Giannis's resume at 25 is fucking insane, bro. Okay. Streets are saying he's better than Dirk John. I just want to wow. let you know. It's not me. Not me. I just saw it on the Twitters that they're saying he's they better doing, than Dirk. I think that it was is he better than Dirk KG and there was one other person. But there Anthony was, Davis. I don't think it was Anthony Davis. No, it was AD. It was I saw one that said there. Dirk KG and AD. And I was like, he's already, he was already better than AD. Well, AD he was already better. He was, look at, even if you compare their individual resumes, he was already better. (laughs) (laughs) No, I saw this one. At the end of the day, you know, he's still, uh, this is not my depoy of last year. So look, all I know is I saw this funny ass tweet. It was probably a troll from like one of those NBA accounts. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, but I mean, AD never had somebody like Drew Holiday on his team. And it's like, at one point, you're like, wait a second, there's no way somebody actually thinks it's like somebody has to be trolling. Like, you pray to God that somebody oh, is trolling. Troll. Oh my God. If that's not a troll, that's hilarious. So like, we got to get these 14 year olds off of Twitter, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, I think yeah, his resume is absolutely insane. If he were to retire right now, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like, but, which is saying, like, what, he's 25, 25. right? 20, 20. He's got a good. Yes, my my Giannis twelve years left. Who still held out hope is done, unless he's literally like, unless it comes to the contract time and he's just like, well, I won one here already. I might as well go somewhere else. No, the fact that he's doing, unless they completely shatter the organization, shatters their relationship with him. The scary thing is, the scary thing is, he are he just signed a huge contract. Yeah. By the time he's up for another contract, he will still be directly in his prime. Yeah. I think he's going to be 29. Yeah. He's when this runs out, 29, 30. Yeah. He's right there. Like, he's, he's still got, he honestly, guy could have two, two max contracts left. Two more. Yeah. He could. Chris Paul. One at, one at 29 and maybe one at 34 if he's, or 35 if he's still playing. No, because it might be a max. That's like a three year max. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, and I, I could definitely see him taking a pay cut at some point. Like on his next deal, if he's bringing in, or if they or if they need to, you know, pay Middleton or Drew or like somebody else. Um, but yeah, no, it's where you go from here. I don't know where the Suns go. It's a tr- it's a tricky situation because if we're being frank, everything... go ahead, go ahead. If we're being frank. They sh- they shouldn't have been here. Like I get like they were the help. Like same with Milwaukee. Like realistically, Milwaukee should have been in the finals. The Suns should not have been in the finals, even if. Even if they got, even if you include the Lakers injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Kawhi, if Kawhi is healthy, the Clippers are in the finals right now. Like that's just, yeah. I, I, I just, I just, it, there's no way around thinking that Kawhi Leonard is not carrying that 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 Clippers team to the to the championship, you know, absolutely series. The Mavs but, gave them more fucking trouble. Yeah. So, but with Who's the Suns, like, <laughs> with the Suns, it's like, all right. So you obviously Booker's coming back, right? But you got some interesting role players. Like, Campaign's a free agent. 
I think and campaign impressed a lot of impressed a lot of I people. I would like one campaign. Hey, I I wouldn't mind taking a campaign either. You know, especially if if um Spencer Dinwiddie walks for nothing, which I he shouldn't, but that's you know topic for another day. Campaign's gonna be a free agent. Cam Johnson impressed, so he's gonna come back. Tory Craig, solid solid uh you know three and D guy, but he might get a bag somewhere else. Not to say a bag bag, but you know another team might want. I would like his services. Yeah, I would like his services on the Nets. Uh, Miles Bridges, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder should return. I don't see him leaving. But this core, if you really think about it, is not good enough when you compare it to what's going to be healthy coming out of the West next season. Because healthy Lakers with Braun and AD. Mm-hmm. Healthy Nuggets with uh, Jokic and um, Jamal. Mm-hmm. What I mean, I don't even want to put it in either sphere. But look, Dame healthy is probably... <laughs> I think I think Dame is staying in the West, even if he's not importantly he's staying in the West. So whatever team he goes to, that team, right? You still got the Mavs, right? Because I think a Mav, uh, I think the Mavs probably could have given the the, the Suns trouble, you know, if they matched up in the, in the in the playoffs. I don't think uh, I don't think DeAndre Ayton played aggressively enough to deal with like that's our biggest weak point is our big right. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Ayton's a pretty polished big, but he's not the strongest big out there. And that's usually yeah. our issues is our five who get bullied. So I think we, we probably would have gave them some issues. Yeah. Like, what do you get? Warriors will be healthy. Steph and Clay, Draymond, whoever else they bring in. Uh, Steph Clay, maybe Dame. Maybe, and maybe, <laughs> exactly, right? Maybe Dame. Uh, you know, you got the Grizzlies are up, up and coming, but they're right there. They got a nicely young core. So I this sounds Paul, I honestly think the Suns are. Like, if I was Chris Paul, I'm going to I LA. Think the Grizzlies. Honestly, like if I'm if I'm Chris Paul, I'm going to LA. Free agent, I'm going to LA. I'm going to go with with Bron. Yeah, go with Bron. Go with AD. Go win. Bron already got one of your banana boat crew bros. You know some rings. Well, actually, no, he didn't get it because Wade already had a championship, but he already played with one. Go play. Get mellow in the off season. (laughs) Let's go. Look, there's a lot of options here. The Suns are a nice story, nice Cinderella story, if you will. Like you said, I think you were the one that said it. Like. All the months before the NBA season started, like, you know, them being as high as they were was a surprise. You had them as a middle of the pack Western yeah. team, and that's probably where they will be I had them next season, seven. barring barring you know teams come back healthy. So, without Chris Paul, they're they're struggling to get a, a, a eight seed well, unless yeah. they bring in you know. I mean, could all right. But my thing is, if they lose Chris Paul, who's gonna want to go? The free agent class like, is not strong. Hypothetically speaking, if. uh they would have f- figured out a, a deal with Dame. If you had Dame and Book, where would that put the Suns? Well, granted, you still had Aiton as well. So if you had Aiton, Book, and uh, Dame, would that move the needle enough for you to put them in the upper echelons of West teams, or would they still be kind of middling? I think back? I think with that, they're four or five. Four or five? Um, Just because Dame is that great. Mm. But at the same time, like, Dame's Dame can pass, don't get me wrong, but he is not a full facilitator. And yeah, that's what Devin Booker needs to play with. He needs yes. to play with someone who's a facilitator. Um, you like people might try to do like, oh well, CJ doesn't facilitate. And I'm like, CJ is facilitates when Dame's on the bench. And also, like, he's not the offensive player that is that book is. Yeah. Um, Booker needs to play with a facility. He, he needs he either needs to play with a dominant big or facilitator, and then you get like a role player that facilitates. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you, you can't like like DeAndre, campaign like campaign. I thought I thought the campaign, campaign drives play. hard to the rim, right? Yes. 
if DeAndre Ayton really comes in to become like a dominant center, you know who would fit great on the Suns? Ricky Rubio. God, Rubio's. He will facilitate. He'll play defense. He will attack the basket, creating opportunities for your shooters. I'll do one better. I think Spencer Dimley would do wonders on this team. Yeah. Yeah. But you also need some defense. Uh, he's he's solid. Yeah, he's six, yeah, six six four, something like that. Six five. Yeah, Big but coming off of injury, he might be a little bit lazier on the other end. You know what I mean? Hey, he's Iron Man. All right, I trust him. Also, I would. Hey, I wouldn't put a pet if if Paul walks. I think the Sun should go out and get um, what do you call it, Lowry? Not, I'm not saying it's a needle mover, but at least you get your facilitator and someone that will play defense. I don't think Kyle Lowry does that though. I what play I think defense? Kyle Lowry is smart enough to know that they're not making. Oh. Contending, even if he can. so, you think he's he's at the point where he's just going to go to a team that literally just needs him to win a chip, like like they're a point guard or some way. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have like and have said like that he's on the Mavs radar, and I feel mm-hmm. like the only reason, if I'm Kyle Lowry, I can look at being on the Mavs radar is they might sign me to more than a one year deal, and I'm playing with a generational talent. Yeah, like that's the only. Other than that, it should be those top teams. It should be Lakers. Um, not not really the Nets. No, because that, Nets are good. Like Lowry wouldn't fit on this. Just the Lakers. I think it should be Lakers, Mavs. <laughs> like that's about it. Kyle Lowry to the Knicks. Um, <laughs> I mean, it makes low key for some reason. It makes sense because if he's looking for a multi year deal, yeah. Look, the Knicks kit. If they have Lowry, they could contend for a for, around the same spot that they were in between if that. They four have and Lowry. Six they can, yeah. They could contend for that four and six range. That would probably be a five or a six, but they they'd still be where they are. You have a guy with play loads of playoff experience. I mean, he's an NBA champion. Loads of playoffs. You yeah, could probably get out the first round. Guards. Yeah, you could probably get out the first round, depending on who you match up with. Yeah, if you had Lowry on your team, because then it also takes away all the pressure from Julius Randle and RG Barrett, mm-hmm. right? And he's yeah, that I, New York, he, New York grit or whatever. So my thing is just like. Like, like you tell you, if you're the Suns, like, if I'm Chris Paul, I don't resign. Even though a lot of people are like, why wouldn't he resign? He forced his way to the Suns. He wanted to be there. Things like that, right? But after the way the season ends, if I'm Chris Paul, I don't resign. And then at that point, like, the Suns are back to how they were the year before because this this free agent see, like this free agent class is weak. Most of the people are we, we don't know what Kawhi is going to do, but the probability yeah. of him leaving is really low. And the probability of him going to the Suns is even lower. There are no franchise-altering free agents in this class, but what there are are are, uh, are are what there are are a bunch of guys that can fill roles for teams that can attribute to winning. Now, where they go to to help these teams—that's the question. But you know what? The uh, you have your Demar Derozan's, your Rudy Gay's, your campaigns, uh, your Nerlens Noels. You know. Uh, what do you go, Rashawn? You're Rashawn Holmes, like guys that are not going to move. They're not going to, you know, turn your franchise from a loser to a contender. But they will add and help your team on its journey. I'll tell you what. If I'm the Suns and Chris Paul walks, if I can get Mike Conley, which I think he resigned. Mm. If I can get Mike Conley, I get Mike Conley. Or did he resign already? Uh no, not yet. Okay. Um I think 
who else? Who else would be a good fit? You know what's interesting is uh, what do you call it? There was a uh, one of my buddies that writes for the net that covers the Nets. He had an interesting trade proposal for if Conley does walk from the Jazz, sign and trade, send Dinwiddie to um, Utah for Joe Ingles and Bogdanovich. Wow. And then probably send over like a trade. Then probably send over like a draft pick or something like that as well. I just think Utah likes Ingles too much. I, I think so. He is he is Utah. He is like aside from uh, <laughs> Donovan and Rudy, that is the third you know most loved yeah. Utah Jazz player. Um, I think Devonte Graham might be a good pickup for the Suns. I like Devonte Graham. The only problem with Devonte is he's not a he's not that facilitating guard. He's more of a scoring yeah. type which is kind of why he lost all those minutes to not only, I mean, obviously Lonzo was not Lonzo. Um, obviously LaMelo was going to, you know, at some point take over that starting role, but he lo- really lost it to um, Terry Rozier. Well, that's the free agent signing. Terry, he was playing with Terry before uh, LaMelo. And then Terry's yeah. getting paid a lot of money. He needs to be playing. You know what I mean? When, but but both, took a step, I, I think Devontae the took a step back. Yeah, Devontae I would say because Devon, even in the minutes that Devontae was playing, because Rozier, I think he was hurt for a little bit this season. Yeah, but Devontae wasn't stepped up. Well, you can't keep letting others outshine you, man. Oh, for sure. I mean, but I think Devontae's a nice scoring guard, but I think you need a facility. He kind of it'd be like a very watered down Dame Lillard. Like you know, he can pass, but he's not going to run the offense the way you need him to, especially paired up alongside a scorer like Book. You talk about Demar Derozan, uh, I think he should go to LA if they don't sign Chris Paul um hometown team but if mm. he doesn't I would like a DeMar DeRozan hey what about a uh TJ McConnell for the Suns solid guy he started he's a he's not a star guard but he's a starting caliber guard who I runs an if offense TJ McConnell, if TJ McConnell goes to the Suns DeAndre Eaton needs to take a leap no, I think you I think he will I think TJ, I know he plays mainly backup minutes right now, obviously because he's behind Malcolm Brogdon, but yeah. every team that TJ's been on, every like every roster he's been Brunson, on. Same shit. Like they're starting caliber guards. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not, not to say that he's the answer, but if you need a facilitator, that's not going to cost a lot of money. And you can also use that other money to fill some holes. Why not? Like I would take, a, I would take a DeMar DeRozan over, uh, what do you call it? Mikhail Bridges. Right now, if you get some ex- extra scoring out there, they I play mean, together. <laughs> they what? play together. <laughs> but I still, DeMar DeRozan still has things to offer to a team. He does. Same with, hey, look, same with, uh, I would say same with Rudy Gay. Not as much as w- w- what we used to think Rudy Gay is, but I thought he played a very, very good role. Honestly, with Rudy this Gay uh, Spurs would be team. Great for the Nets. He would be. It's, but only if we lose, um, Jeff Green. if we lose like Blake or Jeff, Jeff Green. I would say, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, what, what do you think about Blake? I think he said he wants to come back. Uh, he's already he's still he's still getting paid by the the Pistons. That he like, just 30- raised his value up a little bit, though. Oh, but yeah, but I think at this point he sees the writing on the wall of like, all right, his career is, you know, getting towards the the twilight of it. Right, he's on the other side of thirty. Um, how many more times are you going to get a chance to play with three all time greats and arguably be? the favorites to win the championship. I mean, that's like, we're not, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a hot take to say that the Nets healthy going into next year should be in the NBA finals. Yeah. 
healthy KD, healthy Kyrie, healthy Harden. You saw what these guys did the in the limited amount of minutes that surround those three people. Hmm? The issue is healthy or not words that surround those three people. I know, and it's it's, it's hard, but if you it's can not ma- a word that surrounds Blake Griffin either. <laughs> hey, but if you can manage to ma- get 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 through it, hey, look, man, that is that is that is the easiest well, what's top jumping taking a vet minute on the Lakers or the Clippers mm-hmm. if Kawhi stays. For what? What stops him from taking a vet minimum on the Lakers or the Clippers if Kawhi stays? Be, because we're still the favorites. Yeah, but again, health. And Brooklyn's cool. Look at our Both. jerseys. We're great. We love him. Blake's not going anywhere. Stop trying to throw it. Stop trying to speak this into existence, John. I see what you're doing. This bullcrap. Look, I have already come to grips with the fact that we might lose one of them. I don't think we're losing both. But if the Nets do lose, I think it's more crushing if we if the Nets lose Jeff Green than it is if they lose Blake. But that's not saying that I'm okay with Blake lo- leaving because if Blake leaves, I will be upset as well. You know, but I thought he <laughs> not to say he's a Giannis stopper, but let, let, let's, he arguably played the best defense of anybody that played defense on Giannis this series. Or not yeah. not the series, but this playoffs. Bam didn't get to play defense on Giannis. <laughs> Yes, like Bam was like Bam was right. Like what do you call it? The Heat, who are we laud over their defense and their defensive capabilities. Giannis was literally making them look like children. Yeah, but then again, Trevor Ariza was guarding Giannis, and he's way past. That's a, well, that's on that's on Spolstra for. That's what I'm saying. Keeping that. also it's because Brooke was playing so great offensively. Hell yeah, Nets legend. Nets legend, and now he has a ring. It sucks that everybody everybody leaves the Nets. The face of the Nets leaves, and they get rings. J Kid left. We didn't leave. We, had, we got, you know, we, we sent him there. You got an all-star for him. I mean, Devin Harris, the GOAT. Let's let's put That's some respect legend. on the GOAT, Devin Harris, number 34. But uh, what do you call it? Yeah. Kid leaves, championship. RJ leaves, championship. Brooke Lopez leaves, championship. This is bull crap, man. Waiting uh, uh, when is it going to be our turn? It should have been our turn this year, but Katie wants to wear two sizes too big. How do you make any sense? How is his feet not chew if you're wearing that the size is that big? Even you're if you tie them, <laughs> bro, it's, it's like like hockey like sticks. It makes no sense, bro. Like I'm like they were doing like a pre like a rundown of like how the Bucks got to their championship and they're showing that game seven. I'm like, I don't care. Like that, it, it still hurts. But god damn, that was. That was probably one of the greatest shots I've ever seen. That, like, oh, man. That like, was rough. Turn around. Oh, the three-pointer is, what, 25 feet? Something like that? No, I thought it was, like, 23? 23? No, because no, 27-footer is, like, like two, a few steps behind the three-point line. I know, like, because Steph has made the, the, the thing about 30-footers. What's, yeah. what's, what's, what's the NBA uh, three-point line? 23, 25, something like that? Let's find out right now. But uh, I mean, uh, that was like, yeah, from the hoops in the corners is 23, nine, 23 feet, nine inches, mm. but um, 22 feet at the corners at the top of the arc is 23, nine inches. Yeah. So yeah. 23 footer. That was, the, that was arguably the greatest 23 footer I've ever seen. And I've seen Steph make some amazing three pointers, but that was arguably the greatest. It three, just sucks because like, that was everything three. he had, man. That was everything I had. I had I was spent after that. Like yeah, I, we I, had this. Then we had this guy Joe Harris missing a wide open three with fifty five seconds Joe left. Was Joe was 
selling. Bro, it's been John. I don't know if you've seen, but like, yo, look like Mark Andrews in the motherfucking playoffs. I'm telling you this, John. Like, the American Civil War wasn't as gruesome as what's happening in Nets Twitter right now. It's, really, bro. Since that, uh, since Game Seven, it's literally been. I, I, I'll send you the picture, or I'll, I'll send you the tweet, bro. Every like four or five days, niggas is arguing about Joe Harris. Sign it's like hard well, for Joe Harris. Look, man, Joe Harris is un- is 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 uh, not untouchable, all right. And I think there's a few people that don't understand this. Like, I'm not saying I want to trade Joe, but if you can trade Joe to get a three a D guy, maybe somebody to bolster that front court, you do it. Um, but if you're just going to trade him for the sake of trading him, that's just stupid. And Sean Marks would never do that. That's just who that's, else that's do just you bad. have? That, bad basketball that we can. That you who else that we have that you would want? Spence Joe, you could so, use a. So, you can use a Bruce Brown, but we're not going to give him to you. We're going to sign him. Um, what do you call it? Claxton is the next uh, Hakeem, but um, <laughs> but he's still young. No, how, that's about what I have. How, how about this? How about we do Porzingis and Dorian for Dinwiddie and Joe? No, funny. You guys probably hang up the phone. I feel like that's, I feel yeah, like that trade. More. Yeah. Like, honestly, it, it helps you guys way more. It does help us way more, but at the same time, and, uh, bro, that would be, I, I would, I would love to, I would honestly maybe get league pass just to watch you guys every night. If you guys had Joe and Spence along with Luca. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be tuning in like putting up like 140 a game dog. <laughs> that shit would be great. <laughs> Then, then come playoff time and Joe's going one for seven from three and you're like, oh, it's all right because we got Spence and Luca. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all right too because I had Kevin Durant and yet, you know. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Which is uh, what do you call it? Which I guess Luka my last has done one. more with less and Luca has had true. less than both Kevin Durant <laughs> and James Harden. So, you know what's interesting? Like my last point on the I guess the finals and we can wrap this up is um, so. Giannis in his post game, right, was talking about like not going to a super team, et cetera, et cetera, right? But I remember like before the Nets Bucks series, there were some analysts, you know, there were some, you know, some basketball writers, um, some of my favorites actually, that had the Bucks winning in seven, right? Like, granted, this was, you know, Harden, Katie, Kyrie versus Giannis, Drew, and Holiday. I mean, sorry, Giannis, Giannis, um, Middleton, and Holiday. Um, so, like, my question is, like, what if you can have, people picking this non-super team to beat a super team like doesn't that kind of bolster that non-super team up into that kind of stratosphere because it wasn't like they were talking about like oh yeah the bucks have it because of like their depth and everything it was just like yeah i think Giannis and katie that wasn't why out. what that wasn't why though it was mostly under the guise that drew would uh you know keep Kyrie under containment Giannis and, and KD were superstars that were just kind of a, a wash. So then it would be just kind of, you know, who Chris outplays Middleton. who Middleton and Harden. And Harden. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris Middleton's playoff record might be better than Harden's at this point. So not regular, I but take, I mean, his playoff performances. I'd still, I'd still take, I'd still take Harden. I, I would too. I'd still, I'd still, I'd still take, but, uh, but no, my, my question is like, all right. So like, how do we like is super teams only defined by, player movement and because of the player empowerment or is it can you i think this the warriors before kd 
could be considered a super team or naturally like what's the difference between like a naturally formed super team and a i, think I guess super team, super team or um that i think it, it goes into two parts which one is like the formation of it like if you build mm. through the draft like y'all just draft it real well <laughs> um i think the other thing is they have to actually be superstars yeah like that's to me what the a super team is superstars i don't think drew holiday is a superstar no i don't think I don't so think either the superstar no absolutely not i don't think draymond green's a superstar i don't think um, i don't think he's a superstar either so uh, harrison barnes was a superstar so <laughs> the, that's what i really think goes into the super team thing um it's got to be more than two and they got to all be superstars so i think that part of the reason why um that i mean if they're trying to say that the bucks should just win off rip without going into the depth of the bucks then they're just idiots because i think well, that's that because i was like all right when well, you match well, up like, the, the, Nets the, have the, the depth kind of cancel each other out yeah but it's their their bench and their depth is really what should be the difference um and that's how i felt before the series before the injuries and stuff like that i felt like the team i still thought the nets are the team to beat but barring injury the team that had the best chance were the bucks um, because they match up well enough and have a deep roster, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I, absolutely. I mean, you lose two superstars, you know, you're kind of relying on a guy that's a primarily catch-and-shoot guy to be, I guess, your second. I mean, he basically put, got propelled to be your second best player. Nah, and, I don't want. I don't like this. No, I'm not, like I'm not this, saying All you're was. talking about is how Joe Harris is way more than a catch-and-shoot. And all you, for the past three years, all I hear about is everything Joe Harris does that's not a shooter. You're like, he's not even just a shooter. He just happens to shoot real well. He does everything else. That's what I've been hearing from you for how many years now. That's okay. I've been lying about my height for like the twenty last 25 years. Who cares? No, but I will say, look. You've been lying about your height your entire life. (laughs) My height varies between 5'7 and 5'9, depending on what day of the week you ask me. Okay, depending (laughs) on what what pair of shoes you got on. Exactly. Am I wearing Tim's or not? Because then I'll give you a straight answer. But no, it's funny because I did just wrote an article about this. And I had to, I had to be like, come to a hard truth about joe harris is like yeah like he obviously he's not a duncan robinson or a jj Redick. like he does not primarily just shoot but he's closer to a one-dimensional guy than he is to an all-around guy when you look at what he really does he's a great finisher right but he never he can never get to the rim by like by himself he, i'll never ask ao joe could you possibly go one-on-one never his defense is trash and his rebounding is pretty like Eh, for a guy of his size when you compare it to like pat Connaughton, who's the, just about the same size but can give you on any given night an eight nine ten rebound performance when his shot isn't falling whereas joe if his shot's not falling he's like well i guess i'll just keep shooting it, till it goes in yeah it's like it's not well, really it much like else he's, he's not it's not much he's going to impact joe is a he's a phenomenal shooter i still, still think he's one of the greatest in the game right now but when you peel back the layers of fandom, it's like, all right, he's great, but he's not untouchable. He's not as Short great answer. as... Who do you think is the greatest non-superstar shooter in the game right now? The greatest non-superstar shooter? Mm-hmm. Joe Harris. Really? Yes, I still think it's Joe Harris. I think Duncan might be better than him. Nah, Duncan can kick rocks. Just pure shooting? I think Duncan might have it, honestly. Pure shooting? I'll take Joe. Look, are we talking regular season or postseason? Because that makes a difference. Period. I just think... I just think Duncan is just insane. I hey look, I have no quarrel. Man came from D three to the league simply off the fact that this man. I have no qualms with with Duncan Robinson, but if I had to do if I had to do my top three non superstar three point shooters in Mm -hmm. no particular order, Joe Harris, Buddy Hill, Duncan Robinson. 
That'd be that'd be my top three in no particular order. And I'd then still Seth take Curry at four. What? Seth Curry at four. And then we have Meth Curry bringing up the rear. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. <maybe. laughs> now, when they called him Meth Curry during those the, the Heat Sixers series, nah, that shit was jokes. Oh my god, <laughs> Meth Curry is crazy. Nah, they did because it was that first playoff run for the Sixers with the process. And they were facing the Heat, and the Heat had Goran Dragic, Tyler Johnson, and Linick. And they're like, yo, this is the cast. This is either the cast from uh, Shameless, or they just picked up three people from Fishtown. For, uh, well, no, not Fishtown. Um, was it Kensington <laughs> in, Philly, in Philly? Gave them uniforms. <laughs> Bro, Meth Curry is crazy. Meth Curry, that's a, that a fantastic, fantastic nickname. And he yeah, just got verified. Not if you're Tyler team. Johnson, though. <laughs> That, that's that's Black King Tyler Johnson. Yo, excuse me. <laughs> oh boy. Ah. Well, yeah, I guess that's about it. It's not I I because I really don't I, I really don't feel like going into like all the BS like NBA Twitter talk and like all these comparisons and shit. The worst thing I saw today oh, was was did you see the shit where it said um is Giannis's one ring better than Kevin Durant's two? I'm like, well, math class told me two is greater than one, so I got to kind of go with math on I this. I still think that the strongest one ring of the past 20 years is Dirk's, so. I'm going to say it's got to be either, It's I would say it's either, I would put Dirk, and then I'd put uh, Kawhi. Kawhi's was pretty good. So, I, yeah, that's but at the, the same time, like, Katie got hurt, you know? No, he did, but it was still, I mean, he still had. Yeah, it's still pretty then, good, but, like, the no, reason but then, why I feel like went down the size of his own is because. Yeah. That motherfuckers was at full strength. What was it? Clay? Clay went down in game six, right? In yeah. that series? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, up until yeah, then. But I'm still, I, think, I mean, yeah. But still going up against Steph and Dre, and then the Warriors just as a whole was is still an impressive feat. But yeah, everything else has just been dominated by what the Lakers, LeBron, the Spurs, with your spattering of, you yeah. know, the Pistons, the the Dirk uh one. So yeah. Yeah, I would say I still. It's a good for it's a good win for Giannis. Like he's the, the to me, I think he's like literally like probably him and Luke are like the most pure superstars in the league. Like motherfuckers just like to play. They just like to work hard, and like they just like to have fun. Like well, I, I don't get like to me you can't hate on Giannis like that, man. You really can't. You can we well, can tell that to we'll give case. him his smoke. You know what I mean? The way like like we have been. But like yeah. you can't hate on him as a person, you know what I mean? Like, oh no, I, yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah. you know, I do. I think he was reckless, and do I still blame him for hurting Kyrie? A little bit. He was a little bit reckless there. I still have a little bit of uh, animosity there, but I'm not gonna hate him. I don't think he was doing it because he really wanted to hurt Kyrie. Yeah. I just think it was one of those things where just free play could he? Thing, man. It just yeah, free play could he have been a little bit more careful? Probably, but. Look, it, it shit shit happens, but I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, Giannis is the worst human being on the face of the planet. Like, yeah. he he's not. He seems like a really wholesome dude. You know, he's a family guy. So the journey he had to get here, man. Yeah, They're talking about like when they showed the video of um from his Instagram live where he was talking to uh, Thanasis, mm-hmm. and they were like, they used to switch shoes mid game. Switch shoes, yeah, yeah, I remember man. that. Crazy man. Yeah, man. But all that being said, he's still the second on on to win a ring. So. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Coast is out Coast here with is. the ring first. Oh man! I mean, out the. You know what this means, right? Because the, the Coast is one leave. 
And he has to leave and you win one on his own. <laughs> Complete the trifecta. That will that, that then officially make them the greatest basketball brothers ever. Because before this, I would say the holidays were probably the best overall trio. Yeah. Because all three of them actually contribute to teams, whereas Kosas and Thanasis really don't. Yeah. But hey, look, the holidays are losing two to one in the uh the rings category. The ring right now. Well, Drew got his, but we need Justin Aaron to, to pick it up, you know. Bro, the Nassis is about to go join the Nets. That's who's gonna be if Jeff Green and Blake leaves, you're gonna get I don't want the Nassis on my team. Screw that guy. He's just a he's just a big he's just a Greek Theo Pinson. Get him out of here. <laughs> it's like a no shade to Greek Theo Pinson because Theo Pinson's my Green. guy. I love Theo Pinson, but let's be honest, the Nass is dead to just be a cheerleader on the sideline, comes in for like one play. I mean, let's let's look, his life should have ended in game three when Kyrie hit him with that cross at the end of the at the end of the second quarter. His quarter. life should have ended. Bro, Jeez. he should have quit basketball. Nah, son came in dumb hype, called off. Bro, they got the switch. He called off the switch just for Kyrie to put him on the floor. Oh, oh man, if Ky- man, I'm just saying. He just got his ankles exploded last night, too. Bro, everybody, everyone was, didn't CP get his ankles exploded in like game two or something like that? Yeah, but <laughs> it became PJ's a, is bad. Like, PJ's is dead ass on the floor lo- looking at Devin Booker miss that three pointer. That's future net PJ Tucker as well. Oof, probably. <sighs> That's the last thing on touch of this finals. PJ Tucker beat all his Rocket starters on the way. Crazy, He's right? Shit. I haven't, like, that's jokes, man. Oh, boy. That, that, that plane ride is going to be, I feel like people were making jokes about it. I mean, I feel like it's not going to be as awkward as people think it is with the drew uh, middleton and, and book because i feel like dudes are just you know it is what it is like it's a brotherhood it's just like all right uh, you got us they need time because book being the guy it's to me it's like it'll be a little bit like remember when jamal and donovan were battling in the bubble mm. and like donovan was like this motherfucker put 60 like oh when he was when he took the video yeah, of him they were eating lunch yeah they're like this <laughs> motherfucker puts like that shit you know what i mean but like it's a little different when it's in the finals and you're the guy. I think Book is going to be a little bit sour for a little bit longer. I think he's going to need a, some time to process. But especially yeah, because but I mean, Drew, that fucking clamped him up. <laughs> but I'm going to say they they about to be joining uh, KD. KD on Team USA. KD got beat by, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, Drew but KD and, got uh, his minis. already. That's true. And KD, KD most likely going back. <laughs> you may never see Booker in another finals for the rest of his career. So. To be honest, we may we may never see we may never see Book Middleton or Drew in another finals again. But hey, we enjoyed it. Enjoyed it while it lasted. I thought this was a pretty deep. This wasn't the worst finals ever. I thought they were some pretty it enjoyable games. Yeah, this was a this was a fun. Outside of the one blowout, like yeah. these are good games. Great, 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 great games. Great performances all around. Shout out Monty Williams. Um, mm. Heck of a year as a coach. Uh, unfortunately, he's probably not going to do it again. But hey, we're in it for the journey, not the destination. And with that, that has to conclude episode 99 of the Saratobi Sports Pod. Yes, yes. We are waiting for Anime Book Club um, to continue next week as we wait for Miles to get back. Uh, we, we did not want to uh, miss him uh, with, with these episodes on the series. And uh, yeah, not a whole lot of sports. So just two of us this week. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Saratobi Sports. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Offended Narwhal. And that's pretty much it. All right. Follow me on the Twitters, J underscore Thomas underscore 24. Uh, probably got my last basketball article coming out in a few because I'm just tired. Fair. Uh, and right about the football starts. 
not be. Yeah, I'm gonna say I was gonna take a few 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 weeks off until football the Jets stuff starts. So mm. uh follow us on the TikToks as well. We're out here pushing numbers, but not on the stuff that I actually think would have pushed numbers. But that's besides the point. Later, everybody. I got ice in my veins. Walk like a champion, champion, champion. I'm so cold blooded. I fear nobody. Ain't no letting down. I won't let you down. Cause I got ice in my veins.